bed knobs and broom flicks. It's another uh, awesome mini-sode we have for you where Jane is going to tell us about uh, a witchy story in history and Jenny will be telling us about the uh, fa her favorite familiar this week. My name is Linda, but you can call me The Cheese. My name is Jane, and I don't get special nicknames. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'll make you one. <laughs> oh, no. Save me. Save me. <laughs> this is me spelling out help and rocks. <laughs> Ah, whatever. <laughs> It'll have to be an awesome one, an epic name. But uh, what you got for us today? Help. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Besides a cry out for help. <laughs> and no one's coming to help you, by the way. <laughs> Sorry for your There is no hope. <laughs> okay, so anyways, uh, today I wanted to talk about the first person in history ever to be executed for witchcraft. Ooh. And it was not Bridget Bishop, who was the first during oh. the Salem witch trials. So, yay. <laughs> so, the first person um, um, accused and executed for witchcraft um, was a general named, and I'm going to pause right here and say... I do not speak Chinese. Um, I do not. I my I understand that if somebody were to say try to say this, they would then mock me. <laughs> but but I'm going to try my best with the name because I was basically I um, did my best with um, what I could find online, which is um, Zhang Lian, um, who lived during the Sui into the Tang Dynasty in China. Uh, he w died in on April 17th, 646. And for those of you curious, uh, Salem witch trials were in the 1600s. Oh. So <laughs> you got a nice thousand year gap there. Um, anyways, um, and the records of Zhang's um, early life are very limited. What is known is that he was a farmer who had no noble lineage to speak of. And supposedly, he was said to have a very honest and meek appearance, but was treacherous inside. So, uh -huh. which was one of my favorite descriptions to read. Treacherous like, inside. Yeah, he was treacherous inside. It, it reminded me of um, when I would look in, when uh, I listened to uh, stuff on Roman history, and you would um, read these different accounts of people written after the fact of how these people were absolutely horrible and disgusting. Or like they knew that this person was terrible. So we totally saw it coming. So either it's like really rewriting history to make them sound worse than they probably were. Or in some cases they were like, well, yeah, he was a lunatic. But, you know, he, he had the crazy eyes. We totally knew he was going to be crazy. Why we made an emperor? I don't know. But totally. We could, yeah, that's what it kind of reminds me of. That's what the treacherous inside just made me think like, yeah, that, that's written after the fact. <laughs> and like, whatever this guy actually did the extent of what he did um obviously is written by the winners um and <laughs> who knows how treacherous inside he really was <laughs> because his entire story reads more like um the big story of somebody who's able to rise up in the ranks of 
being a farmer to becoming a general. It's, yeah. <laughs> Reading the story, it's like, it's just one of those sad accounts. Oh, <laughs> But, well, it okay. <laughs> the, the good part is, I'm going to spoiler right now, it doesn't tell me how they executed him. Like, after this, oh. there was, um, the next person recorded to be executed was burned at the stake. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know the methods of execution um, during this particular dynasty. That's a area that... I strangely have some familiarity with his methods of execution. I just don't know the time period. So that's a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Serial Killers and Execution by Jane. (laughs) Fair enough. Hey, we talked about this at one point, remember? It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm not just saying this out of whole cloth. She and I actually talked about doing this. Because I have this really strange knowledge of of these um, subjects. But um, anyway, so during his uh, life, um, so to understand China, it was still divided up into different territories. And while Zhang was working as a farmer, uh, the region he was living in was conquered. And again, I'm going to say this with every single name. So just from here on out, names, probably not pronouncing it right. I am apologizing to the entire nation right now (laughs) for this. Um, By Li Li Mi. And um, initially, Li Mi uh, didn't really care for Zhang. Um, But after Zhang revealed a uh, treasonous plot to him, to Li Mi, uh, Li Mi made him a general. Oh. So basically, he made himself very useful. Um, And... There's again, this is because there was a um, this is a time when a lot of territories were divided and there were periods of unrest between the territories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Li Ming ended up being defeated um, by a Sui general and he fled to the Tang territory uh, where he surrendered to the uh, Tang Empire. Um, and during that time, so Zhang would end up serving under that empire and. So for Zhang's most life, it was uh, he was made a governor of um, a prefection. He kind of like worked his way up. And in some cases of how this is written, and again, this is um, the accounts of this are written within a volumes about the Tang um, dynasty. So it's not like he got his own book or anything. This is just like almost like volumes or small chapters he's mentioned in. So the details of his life are limited. Mm -hmm. Um, They do discuss um, some of his um, combat, how he led a guerrilla warfare campaign in the uh, prefecture that he was made a governor of because um, another group tried to capture it. So there's, there's mentions like, you know, it wasn't like he was the best general or the perfect general, or he wasn't like a terrible general. Like there's a lot of moments in people in history where you just know it's like, yeah, that person was kind of a chode <laughs> as a <laughs> general. A and then there's some, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's been my new favorite like word to bring back up to describe somebody. <laughs> um, or there's obviously ones where Rich is like, like this guy was like the shining example of the perfect general. And it's honestly like back and forth. It's you know, like he made himself very useful. A lot of the areas that he probably made himself useful was he was really good at um, getting people to admit their guilt. <laughs> so, and then oh. using it as a way of um, gaining favor. Oh, so, so kind of blackmailing. Kind of, but some of these people were already pretty guilty. Like um, one, this one general um, named Hao uh, Junji, um, he was briefly um, imprisoned um under the accusations of embezzlement. Oh. And so Zhang went in um, and um, 
Hao tried to instigate Zhang by asking him, like, who squeezed you out? And Zhang and Jess basically responded, and this is a quote, other than you, who can squeeze me out? Um, and then Hao responded, I conquered a kingdom by him into... But I ran into someone throwing a temper tantrum big enough to overturn a house. What strength do I have to squeeze you out? He then rolled his sleeves up and yelled, I am so unhappy that I would rather die. Do you want to commit treason? I will commit treason with you. And Zhang secretly reported this exchange to the emperor. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) And originally the emperor was like, "Uh, this is a private conversation. But they did later on use that as a way of saying like, oh, well, this guy plotted against him. So to overthrow the emperor. So here you go. <laughs> executed that guy. Damn. So treasonous, treacherous, yes. I can understand the treacherous tagline, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, it's one of those things in history where it's like, this was how a lot of people behaved in order to get ahead. Like, right. I, like yes, it, treacherous, but kind of how you um, got places. <laughs> I'm thinking right now of um, different moments in Roman history and um, even just early American history was like, eh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So now during this time, he uh, he was, first off, he was married, but um, this is kind of what led to his downfall is he divorced his first wife and he married um, a Lady Lee as his new wife and she was said to be promiscuous and jealous. Again, I'm going to go with maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this I mean, maybe, history. Yeah. History and the story is that um, she was greatly favored by him, um, mm-hmm. but she also uh, carried on an affair with a young man who sold pens for a living. As you do, yes, as you do. I mean, <laughs> I see him thinking like, okay, six forty six, not or that you know, that's when he died, like six hundred. So okay, <laughs> maybe pen selling was a big deal. <laughs> um, but she carried on an affair with this young man, and then in order to hide it, falsely declared that Zhang was having an affair with the young man's mother, which then forced oh. and then encouraged Zhang to adopt the young man as a son. Oh, <laughs> so, that's not yeah, awkward. He ad- yeah, he ended up adopting. <laughs> not awkward at all. Oh, no. God. <laughs> Woody Allen's taking, okay, never mind. Yeah, God, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that was going to get dark really quickly. Uh. Um, <laughs> So, it, it, but one of the things that they mention about her is that she also favored witchcraft, engaging many witches, um, and then interfered with his administration, Zhang's administration, and that's basically when his reputation began to suffer. Now, and here's where I'm actually going to pause because I was curious what exactly is the definition of witchcraft, or um, in this case, they're going to mention sorcerers as well. Mm-hmm. And... My understanding, and this is, um, I'm hoping somebody can actually explain this, at least for this time period, because I think it also varies depending on whether you're talking about the um, studies of Confucianism within um, China as well, because different people seem to think that sorcery could be anything from sacrifices made. There's a character named Wu, and I'm again, probably not pronouncing it right, (laughs) but... And it's well, I don't everything know any better, from... so I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm sitting there thinking, like, why did I take Japanese <laughs> instead of Chinese? Yeah, I'm like, why oh, yeah, Chinese because you're family. Podcast. I feel like you're not really giving it your all, you know? <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, dedicated. like, yeah. <laughs> I should have gone further back in my family ancestry and actually learned Chinese and not yes. Japanese. Yeah, that's that's what I should have done. That's the Hindsight. Oh. <laughs> But anyway, so 
it was everything from uh, a person who would make a sacrifice to a person who could be a rainmaker. I was reading about these different versions of uh, what it could be considered because there's mentions of this character um, and it could lead to different definitions of the term from spirit to shaman to sorcerer to witch and the type of craft they actually participated in. So I don't know the extent of what made it witchcraft. Um, I was trying to figure out like what it is for this particular time period, but nothing really led me to anything concrete that I would feel comfortable um, saying like, and this is what they thought witchcraft was, and this is what they are doing. Um, so be it. I mean, for all you know, this these people were maybe early stage um, versions of alchemists or chemists. Oh. And... I mean, that's what I'm guessing. I am totally yeah. throwing this out there as a guess. Like, you don't know, because, I mean, you think about all the different co- times people have been accused of witchcraft or people have been accused of heresy. Mm-hmm. And some of it just has to do with, you know, maybe somebody not liking you or they don't understand maybe the science that you're doing and they just call it witchcraft. Right. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's why I, I'm not going to name it for what it could be. I just know that um, she has you know, his lady wife, <laughs> his second wife, his lady um, wife. favored witchcraft. <laughs> his, yeah. <laughs> uh, favored witchcraft. And uh, during, and so over the years, um, so it wasn't just her, he actually became mm-hmm. um, very close friends with two sorcerers um, named Chen Gon Ying and Gon Sung Chen. Um, and during that time, both of them would flatter Zhang by suggesting that one day he would be emperor. <laughs> oh. I'm sure you know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and they ran off into the forest and raised rabbits. The end. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, no. So the emperor got word of this. Um, and... Um, basically charged him with plotting treason and also used the witchcraft moniker because he hang out with sorcerers and the sorcerers basically um. Um, turned on him and said like, oh, no, no, yeah, he was totally talking about this and Zhang denied all the allegations and that um, he, the two sorcerers, uh, Chang and Gonsung, um, <laughs> only admitted because they wanted to be spared. Um, but he believed that Zhang was plotting, um, with what they called, um, the 500 men who he had adopted as his sons to overthrow the emperor. So he was executed. Again, there's no method of how the witchcraft moniker was handed onto it because of the association with sorcerers and obviously, and probably as well as the association that his wife had with witches. So it's... Yeah, it, it's not exactly like the first person to be executed under witchcraft. <laughs> and mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, eh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's unfortunate. It's very um, I, I feel it's very um, it, it's 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 common. It's it's what happens with a lot of these people who get executed for witchcraft. You know, everybody from the Salem witch trials to, you know, the people throughout history who get executed. It's usually not because they were literally casting spells. It was because. Mm-hmm. Somebody didn't like them. Somebody, somebody thought they were against them. I mean, yeah. I mean, the person after this who was recorded to have been a witch, and I would actually like to do an episode on her because her story is just depressing, was an Irish woman in the 1300s. 
um, who's also accused of witchcraft. And she's the, her story is just like, I mean, I just told a story based off of some limited information. This woman's story is honestly just tragic. <laughs> so I don't know how else to explain it. So to say, like, I would like to do a story on um, Petronilla de Meth or Meth when um, we do another one on this, because at some point I will want to talk about Salem witch trials, but mm -hmm. some of these people in early times also have some very interesting stories, if not just kind of tragic on, you know, how it all worked out for them. And some of them escaped. That's what's really crazy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so that's basically the story. I mean, it's... it's Damn. You know, one of those things where it's like, it's just such a long history of just accusing people of witchcraft just to kind of get rid of them because... you know, And you know, who knows? I mean, maybe Zhang was very... Um, you know, was trying to just work his way up and used his um, wiles to, you know, convince other people of treason or to accuse other people of treason. And maybe he was just a total dick. But <laughs> it's interesting that they used the witchcraft moniker to make it easier to execute them. Right. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, and there you go. First ever witch to be, or first ever person accused of witchcraft to be executed for witchcraft. I am very happy that we're going to have a, a good, like, animal, happy animal story. <laughs> <laughs> I have it. this entire list of people executed for witchcraft with their names. I hope you come with a lot of good good animal <laughs> stories for this. Because <laughs> I have a list. Oh, I mean, granted, I don't know like how many of them really have good backstories. But <laughs> yes. Yikes. If you want to, um, I think the last person to be executed, and there's unfortunately no information on them, just for mm -hmm. kicks. The last person to be executed, I had to do this by um, timeline. Is it looks like the last person was a woman named um, Barbara Zdunk, uh, Polish. So again, I am so sorry for my pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> I am also not Polish. Uh, she was accused of witchcraft and burned to death. Wow. So yeah, it it kept going. Damn. <laughs> it kept doing this. Yes. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> it's insane. And it, it goes on for way too long, and it, and it became like a thing where if you just didn't like somebody, uh, maybe oh, yeah. they they looked at you funny, or you know maybe they slept with your husband, or maybe your husband wants to sleep with them, and then yeah, and I, I honestly like the, when I laugh, it's more like an uncomfortable laugh of like oh, yeah, oh god, people are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> feel like i need to laugh in order to get over the fact that this is just a horrible treatment of human beings <laughs> yeah that's usually why i'm laughing it's not because i find it funny it's really because i'm just like oh god this yes. just gets so dark yes it's just so uncomfortable you're just like <laughs> silently crying inside yes. like, i'm not crying i'm laughing i'm familiar with this <laughs> Wow. Well, thank you so much for the story. And I'm, I, once again, I, I am very happy that we're going to be following it up with a, a happy animal story. God, Jenny, please have something good. <laughs> Cat burned to, oh no. no! <laughs> good Lord. Uh, Find me in the back corner selling everybody Prozac for the next three years. Well, I was just going to ask what uh, if you had any plugs, but I guess that's it. 
<laughs> just me wearing a trench coat, like a whole bunch of like Xanax packs on the side. <laughs> you want to buy some happiness? <laughs> Did you hear our latest story? I'm sorry. Take these. <laughs> I am not responsible for anybody's therapy bill. <laughs> Especially if I do continue to find some of these interesting people and see like, oh, what happened? Why did they get killed? And just go down this long rabbit hole of, oh, God. <laughs> you know, if Talkspace, I must suffer, you um, must suffer. <laughs> you know, Talkspace, this would be a great time for you to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank Look, you. Look, I mean, maybe I can make this part of my uh, serial killer methods of execution. You know, people burn for witches, um, as witches <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one sadness podcast after another. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, I guess. <laughs> On to something. I'm going to go cry. <laughs> oh, uh, hug yeah. your children, people. Hug your parents. <laughs> hug, the, hug the ones you love. And be happy that this stopped in... What did I say? Like 1811? <laughs> so, Jenny, please save us. <laughs> well, thank you. And uh, we'll be back at you together in uh, the next week's episode. Huzzah. Oh, God. <laughs> I was. Oh, I'll save this for later. <laughs> but let's just say that. Um... There have been recent witchcraft executions. Oh, good lord! <laughs> it doesn't the last end. one in history, eighteen eleven. In recent history, I forgot to mention this: witchcraft is still considered a thing in which to execute people. For. Oh, god damn it! We should do a podcast on that. Oh. <laughs> Would you want to hear the year? Do you want to hear the year? <laughs> do I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Our history, though short, is wrought with events that transform our existence. Locked away and hidden within sacred vaults exists a treasure trove of events, inventions, and stoic occurrences hoping to shine once more. These gems have many facets. Some shine like beacons of hope and others are dim with warnings of future transgressions. Sometimes history is easily accessible and this is the history that we know by teachings. But what of the history that we were never taught? Sometimes we must act as thieves to steal the locked treasures of history and find out what secrets lie beneath. Join us as we pick the locks, open the hidden artifacts, and bring these treasures back from whence they came. Only on Ransack History. Presented by Sounded Heart. And I'm back with Jenny. Hi. How are you guys? She's going to tell us all about this week's favorite familiar. Yes. I'm going to tell you about the hero pigeon chair ami, which is French for my friend. And this is the story starts out. I'm going to give a brief history about the battle because it's more going to be more about Cher Ami, but basically the Lost Bat Battalion were surrounded um, by German soldiers and 
they were getting and this is like an american uh yes american yeah. battalion right yeah thank you okay. um mm-hmm. yes this was an american battalion and they were surrounded by german um soldiers and there was a lot it was really hard for them to communicate with the other american soldiers because they were out of radio range and mm-hmm. they are so the only a lot of times they would use pigeons if radios failed or thing. Ooh. Yeah. Um, there was some downsides to using pigeons because A, they could get shot at, but also right. the message that the pigeon has, if they get shot at, they could, enemies could read that message. Oh, and intercept. Yeah. So there was some downsides, but in this situation... Um, Sherami came to the rescue. And also, as a disclaimer, I had a hard time figuring out the sex of Sherami because I had conflicting, um, like, information from many websites. Um, so I'm gonna see a female for now, so I'm gonna use she, her. Um, if for, if any of our listeners want to find out more or know more, please, please, just at me and school me because I, I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> well, yeah, I noticed that too. I think BuzzFeed has um, BuzzFeed has it uh, as a he with the uh, he him pronouns and um, Smithsonian um, has it as uh, she her. So uh, I don't know. And it's it, it you know, uh, I, I know that uh Cher Ami was um uh, stuffed. Yeah. And she's with this in the Smithsonian now, so I I'd assume that they would know what kind of bird bits she had when yeah, right. she was stuffed. So I don't I don't know. I don't know anything about bird yeah, Exactly. <laughs> so it was just hard for me to, you know, use figure that out. So I just was like, you know, just for the mm-hmm. sake of simplicity. I'm just going to use she, her, but feel free to... We'll just assume she was a badass bitch. Yeah, exactly. Especially since we're a witch's podcast, so... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, as the battle was getting really um, brutal, um, the Germans were kind of closing in. Also, there was some friendly fire from other Americans because they weren't sure where the... uh, the soldiers were so they were trying oh. to contact the uh the the pigeon was going to tell them where they were so they would stop the alt- heavy artillery and you know continue hurting their own soldiers and so Cher Ami was one of was kind of the final pigeon that they had that they released out um the first there was one I believe there was about two before her, but they both were mm-hmm. killed in front of them and Sheremy. Sheremy did get shot, though. Um, she ended up falling oh. down, and it was kind of disheartening for the soldiers. But then she ended up flying out and uh, was able to deliver the message. Uh, she ended up getting hit in the breast. Mm-hmm. She lost an eye. Had a bully hole in her wing and her leg was missing. So she needed a lot of medical attention when they finally did get her. But she ended up being able to go through all 
with that much stuff, was able to, you know, deliver the message and ended up saving the remaining um, soldiers in the battalion from um, getting able to get them reinforcements so they weren't stuck in there anymore in that type spot because they weren't allowed to retreat. They had strict orders that they were not allowed to retreat. And there was also, mm. even if they could, there was really nowhere for them to go. And they're in the meantime, they're getting shot at by their own right. uh, allies. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was a little shocked there for a moment because as you were talking about um, about the uh, stuff that happened to Sharami, including like the um, her leg, right? Her leg was like hanging by a by a tendon. Yeah, it was, just and like... that was the leg that was holding the message. And oh God, poor thing. But as you were talking about it, I was cringing. And listeners, um, just about every time I record on this show and on Cage's Kiss, I've got my dog Rudy by my feet. And he's like the best podcasting dog. He just he's really quiet. Um, he occasionally toots pretty bad, but um, <laughs> he's he's a great dog for podcasting. But uh, when you were describing all the stuff that happened to the poor bird, um, then Rudy went, oh. <laughs> Rudy's like, no. Like, even he reacted. It's like, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to <laughs> no, it's throw like, you off or interrupt you. Yeah. Um, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Rudy was just having some empathy, you know. <laughs> Rudy wanted to guest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, sh- short after she was uh, kind of fixed up, she did receive, uh, oh my gosh, it's in French, so I'm going to totally butcher this. <laughs> and I should have asked uh, your brother's girlfriend but let's let's try <laughs> crody girl yeah crody girl which is one of the greatest french military awards for i her. think it's Croix de guerre thank you Aguirre? i don't know <laughs> let's just go with that yeah let's just act confident like we know what we're saying yeah exactly <laughs> we're professionals <laughs> Anybody, if, even if they're French, if they tell you that we fucked it up, th- they obviously don't know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they obviously <laughs> they're not don't experts know. like we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she, uh, in 1931, she was entered in the Racing Pigeon Hall of Fame. Yay! Um, she did end up passing away uh, mm. about uh, about nine months after the battle because of her injuries uh she she was actually went to the u.s shortly after because her traitor uh lived there so uh she ended up passing away in fort monmouth monmouth new jersey uh and then of course as we mentioned before now she's in the sismonian national museum of american history where she's stuffed and, yeah <laughs> so if you guys ever want to see a world war one pigeon hero that's where she is <laughs> i saw that somewhere that um she received like a uh, medical uh care and that the um 
I, I think the some of the soldiers carved her a little tiny wooden leg to replace the one that was blown oh off. Oh my god! I know, I know. Oh my god! And I just keep picturing a toothpick, but that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> but she ended up saving. Uh, was it one hundred ninety-seven men? Yes. Uh, so. Which is just like it's. It's just, like, things like that. I'm just like, wow, like, a little, you know, it doesn't matter how big you are or you're just a small mm-hmm. animal that's just trained to do what it's supposed to and end up saving, like, you know, uh, you know, 100 people, especially since we have no idea what would happen if Jeremy Sh- didn't make it, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, I saw that... Um... It was like originally it was 500 American soldiers uh, that were trapped. And then just the day after, there were only 200 left. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. Damn. And like all this at the same time being surrounded by all these German soldiers and getting shot by your own people, getting fired at by your own people. It's like, oh, God damn. Yeah. And this was still back in, you know, World War One. Uh, so, you know, the, even, I think even between the two world wars, there was definitely more different technology and I'm, it is probably way more tougher in World War One on the military oh, side, God, yeah. you know, just because they didn't have as much technology and I'm sure they honestly thought that they, it was like a very dire situation. Yeah. Well, and I, I also saw that the uh, British Army, they at at this point in time, they had been using a lot of uh, like homing pigeons, and uh, they they trained them, and they gave uh, they gave Sharami uh, uh, and a, a couple of her friends, I guess, to the American soldiers. Yeah, I think there was about I want to say I think that they used about six hundred in the war. Yeah. Yowza. Uh which was employed by the actually I think the US Army used about six hundred, it looks like. Um hmm. so yeah. That as you can tell, it was just one of their ways for them to uh communicate and it was actually really I mean I, I believe that the British they would find anybody who shot down homing pigeons because they it was a really right like uh they're really important to the government the war Mm -hmm. any of that so if you were found you were fined for killing or wounding any of them so they were just really important you know to the war effort and the government well and and of course like as you were saying that this was so long ago is in um 1918 yeah in northern france and uh it was in one of the largest most intense battles of world war one so it's like oh my gosh i could i you know i the more i think about it like the more uncomfortable and nervous i am just thinking of like how that must have been to send out so many what was it like two or three pigeons before and they keep getting shot down right and there's this one last hope and over half of your your men are gone already already you know killed and you're just trying to get out a message saying 
uh, hey, can you please fucking knock it off now? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, we're, we're Americans. Please stop. <laughs> right. We got already got Germans <sighs> taking, trying to take care of us. Yes, we don't need like, any more. Like, wrong way. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I have to, I have to share the message because I, I found the, um, an image of the, the message that they sent. It was, uh, we are along the road parallel to 276.4. I'm probably reading that wrong. I don't know how that's supposed to be read, but anyway, um, our own artillery is dropping a barrage directly on us for heaven's sake. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was reading that. I was like, wow, that is just like telling like a kid, like, Hey, knock it off. You're being too loud. <laughs> For but... Christ's sakes. <laughs> knock it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're telling your neighbor, your noisy neighbor, like, hey, you're being too... Yeah, stop partying over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I get, I get that sort of accent. <laughs> like, oh, heavens to Batsy. <laughs> For heaven's sake, stop it. <laughs> Stop it right now! <laughs> it's been a long day, Jenny. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> like, oh. That is like it's so intense, though. I just uh, yikes. Uh, um, oh. so I, you know, as I like to do, is just have some kind of charity thing at the end of these um since you know world war one is over um i found something that you can help pigeons uh around the country it's called palomacy i will link it all uh, when we post this um but they're a they do pigeon and dove adoptions and they tell people if they find like a wounded pigeon anywhere or a dove they tell you where friendly pigeon friendly rescues are so you can ask the oh. rescue yeah and you can also like donate to provide vet care or volunteer um it's just a really great organization to help pigeons now that is so cool yeah cuz i think pigeons get a bad rap as being like yeah flying rats but i i like yeah. them i think they're really you know i think they're they can be the you know like there's so many different types of pigeons and so many colors and you know i think they get a bad rep <laughs> i think they're really pretty yeah but, you know as long as they don't shit on me we're, we're cool yeah and you know <laughs> and um i think we have to start like planning a road trip over to uh the smithsonian so we yes. can see you know Cherami and yes. uh so we could see um uh Cherami and uh sergeant stubby yes god yes. that would be so awesome that would be a great podcast trip <laughs> hey if anybody wants to support uh, a flight for three <laughs> lovely ladies uh, yes <laughs> um <laughs> from one side of the country to the other <laughs> our paypal is at <laughs> <laughs> Um, we do actually accept support on our anchor uh, yes. website, so I mean there is that. Yes, please. <laughs> and uh, speaking of which, uh, you can find us at um, 
where can they find us? Oh my Jesus. <laughs> like I said, it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> sorry, anchor.fm forward slash broomflix. And of course, we're on all the, uh, the major uh, platforms as well. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for for bringing this to my attention. Of course. To, for telling us the story and especially telling us about the, uh, that, what's it called again? The, um, the, uh, um, God. Charity? Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> I was making <laughs> sure we're words. on the same page. Uh, Palomosi, <laughs> um, like I said, I might be pronouncing that wrong. I couldn't find any pronunciation, but um, I will, like I said link all that excellent we'll put it in the show notes yes excellent well thank you so much for joining us and uh telling us another awesome uh favorite familiar story and uh i uh god (laughs) sorry please uh listen subscribe rate and review bed knobs and broom flicks especially on apple podcasts and over and oh my god i cannot talk like i don't know (laughs) what is going on with me um (laughs) I've just recently gone back to work after taking a lot of time off from work just to to focus on my master's. And so, like, my brain is just not quite there right now. I know how that is. Let's try this again. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Linda, you can do it. Um, Please, please, please help us out by listening, subscribing, rating, and reviewing Bed Knobs and Broom Flicks, especially on... uh, Apple Podcast and over on podchaser.com. And uh, remember, you can find us at uh, Facebook and on Twitter at Broomflix. And you can also write to us at broomflix at gmail.com. If you have any uh, knowledge on uh, any anything we've covered that we didn't uh, go over uh, in the show, please let us know. Uh, if you know somebody who works at the Smithsonian and could tell us for sure what the damn gender was, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, we don't need to know, but I mean, you know, she's probably a badass bitch. But uh, you know, uh, anyway, write to us. We we love uh, we love correspondence and uh, follow us on the social medias. And uh, you can find me on the weekly podcast Cages Kiss, the Ultimate Cage Cast. And uh, you can listen to us there just about on any podcast uh, podcast platform. Uh, also, you can go to our website at www.cageskiss.com. Uh, Jenny, what you got going on? Um, I'm still on Twitter complaining about having not enough snacks or naps. <laughs> um, the eternal struggle. Yes. Um my Twitter handle is Jenna Quill, uh, J-E-N-A-Q-U-I-L. And yeah, feel free to follow me and, you know, anything you want to do. Call me names, but well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's not a challenge. We'll not. Yeah. Please don't blast Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> She's my cousin and I love her. Please don't do that. <laughs> I'd like to thank Doug Walters and Redwire Blackwire for allowing us to use their song Compass. Uh, go check out their music and the music from Doug's new band, Oddness. That's O-D-D-N-E-S-S-E. Uh, you will be hearing us uh, from us again next week when we cover Neil Gaiman's book, Stardust. Yay! Yay. <laughs> oh, and until then, what's that got to do with my mom? 